So this is our last session and we've had a lot of fun just having some conversations and hopefully you have felt a little bit more empowered on your own journey and we just wanted to finish off today chatting a little bit more about kids, how kids navigate the spirit realm and um, yeah, hopefully a few tools um, that we can share with you to empower your kids. So Karen, you know, you, I consider you to be my friend that's an expert in the CRL. <laughs> and um, because of that, you are far more aware of what kids are seeing and um, because you can often see what they are seeing. So what would you encourage parents? You know, often, obviously this is quite a, a strange concept for parents to hear and um, to accept or believe, but for you, it's totally normal and you understand what kids are actually seeing. So what is your encouragement? I think that is the main thing to make it normal and have a safe space for kids to talk about what they're seeing or what they're experiencing. Um, I think that's the hardest thing because most kids see. Mm -hmm. So most kids are able to see in the spirit realm until they told almost that they shouldn't. And, and then they start to doubt and wonder if there's something wrong and, so we want to avoid that. So really just allow a safe space, let them talk about everything that they're experiencing. Um, even once I was walking through a shop and I could see an angel and there was a young girl standing there who was clearly seeing her, but you know, her mom was kind of hurrying her along and um, yeah, and I could see she was so confused and really struggling and she was probably about seven years old. So I just went up to her and asked her what she was seeing. And you could just see how happy it made her just to be able to to voice it um, and to let somebody actually like, oh wow, you know, because for them it's, it's often exciting. Sometimes it might be scary, but if they really have a safe space where they know they can come to you and they can be, okay, this is what I'm experiencing and then we can help them, you can help them navigate that space and learn, you know, not to step into fear because yeah. the enemy is always going to come against their calling and their destiny. Mm. So to help them always find Jesus. Mm. And so kids are far more sensitive to the spirit realm. As adults, we have filters and we are desensitized unless we are on a journey of being aware or seeing or, or you know, experiencing the spirit realm through our senses. And um, so for me, a key in discerning when my kids are picking up stuff is their behavior. My kids are both also very sensitive and I have had to learn to become aware that if I'm walking into a space and I want to run out the door, how much more intense it must feel for them. And therefore their behavior goes from being quite peaceful or calm to on the opposite spectrum. And um, especially my youngest child, I've noticed when he looks like he might be going wild, he's not badly behaved or Ill undisciplined. It's literally, he is discerning a spirit realm. And it's often in those times I have to call him aside and, and, and just ask him, so what do you see or what are you feeling? And, and just kind of engage with him in that space because you can't always leave. You, you, know, <laughs> you could arrive at a party or you could be in a home or somewhere else. You can't always leave. Obviously, if it's possible, that would be an option. But it's about training ground and teaching them that they carry authority and, and they can navigate the space. And, and as we'd spoken about before, it's not about coming under the spirit. It's about being seated in heavenly places. So we discern it and then we can remind ourselves to be seated. And so, the, you know, it's important that we help our kids understand that space as well. So 
for me, behavior is, is key. When there's a chaotic space, I find, you know, there's a chaotic spirit. The kids are all over the place. You can't get them to focus. You can't get them to listen. They literally look like they are, it's like trying to um, herd wild cats. It's, it's almost impossible. Um, do you have any other examples of seeing kids with their behavior and, and they actually just are discerning the spirit realm or seeing things? I think it's quite common if you start to pay attention to it and to actually not just immediately jump to the fact that they're being naughty. Mm. Um, I think then you'll recognize it a lot. And I think one of the things also is, you know, we, like I said, we struggle sometimes to find language. Mm. So kids often also can't really communicate that. So also to just encourage um, different ways for them to express themselves, whether it's to do some art um, or whether it's to dance or the different ways that they can be creative or, you know, go outside and just experience a different, in a different way. Mm-hmm. And also often that also help you with um, like prophetic art and just encouraging that. Mm-hmm. And so Karen, I've also noticed that um, with my own kids and some of the other kids that I've had to help, is to ask them to look for Jesus if they can see Jesus in the room. Sometimes, um, sometimes they can see an angel, you know, but I've found that it kind of distracts them from the, whatever else is going on because they start to, and for us, that's what worship does. And that's what choosing the opposite spirit does. So we may be discerning one thing, but we choose to act in a different way. And so, so for the kids, you know, often they see Jesus far more easily than we do. And, um, and so I, I often will say, can you see Jesus? Where is he? Because he's always waiting for us. He, he doesn't leave us. So can you see him? And I find that often calms them because then they start looking for life and, you know, God's kingdom as opposed to seeing the dark realm only. Um, have you had any experience on this as well? Yeah, I think it's it's quite common for kids to start seeing um, dark sides, mm-hmm. I suppose. And kids are very quick to connect with Jesus, like you say. So anytime I've sat with kids to, you know, encourage them to encounter Jesus, they're very quick to connect. And they always will, you know, Jesus is faithful. He'll always show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime, yeah, like you say, it does it distract them, it takes their mind off that. And I think also, you know, like Jesus will speak to their identity and speak to them in a unique way that, that we can't really do. Mm. So that's another thing I find sometimes is just to like read scripture with them. And, you know, sometimes I remember we used to do memory verses, you know, even as kids. Um, but often like a, a little short memory verse will just really define something for a child that they'll be like, wow, that's like a life verse for them. Mm. Um, to just clarify things. So yeah, that's also good. Yeah, and and so as parents, it's it's I, I find it's important for us to have a sense of our kids' destiny, so that we can see when the enemy is coming in the opposite of what their destiny is, and um and and that's one thing I do with my own boys. I tell them all the time what God created them to be, and that's why they are brothers because they are created to work together, and so they go from fighting one another and recognizing well that one is seeing or experiencing this and another one is seeing or experiencing that. And therefore they can come together and work together. And that's the whole point of the body. We are meant to work together. Um, so that's been quite helpful for me because it's, it's like the, the, what guides our parenting 
is is calling out their destiny and recognizing when I need to remind them and help them understand this is part of who you are and therefore you are able to see and discern, but it's because you still have authority and Jesus doesn't want you to be scared. And um, I think for, for, for my youngest, um, he was about two or two and a half the first time he actually articulated to me that he was seeing a demonic presence. And he very calmly sat on the bed next to me and I could see he was tracking something like flying in the air. And I said to him, he said to me, oh, look, look at that naughty guy. He calls him naughty guys. Look at that naughty guy. And I watched his eyes track the movement of, of the, the demon. And, and, you know, normally I'm very aware and I was not aware of this demonic presence. So I found that interesting. And, and so just because you are not picking it up doesn't mean your kids are not seeing it or, or feeling the atmosphere or discerning it. And so I wasn't sure what to do. And then suddenly I just thought to ask him if he liked it because I didn't want to create a sense of fear in him. And I said, do you like it? And he said, no, I don't like him, but it's okay because Jesus is much bigger. And so then I thought, okay, well, he obviously has already seen Jesus because he knows Jesus is bigger than this, what he calls a naughty guy. And um, that same child we had months where he would scream at night and we had gone through every medical possibility and mm. Chris Valentin's book Spirit Wars was really helpful because he speaks about his granddaughter having the same thing and he taught his granddaughter to, I think she called them birds and um, he taught her to rebuke them and then the, kid, the parents would hear this little, I think she was also two or three, telling them to go away in Jesus name and seeing them disappear so it's so important that we, we are aware that our kids don't carry a junior Holy Spirit. They carry the same authority we do. And, um, yeah, there are times I can see my youngest son is, is quite scared of what he's seeing. And then at the same time, I say, okay, can we see Jesus? Can we see angels? What else? And, then, and I know Jennifer Ives was quite helpful in this as well. She says, if, you, if your kids do see this, then a very easy technique to use is watch mommy make them go away. And then you teach them to rebuke them in Jesus' name and send them away. And so I've had to journey quite intentionally with my son. And I was having the conversation with him the other day about, because he would often say to me, oh, mom, there's another naughty guy. We'll be out or parked somewhere. And he goes, mom, a naughty guy just walk past the car. Or, you know, just it's a very natural conversation for him. And so I said to him, I said, do you still see the naughty guys as much? And he says, and he said to me, mommy, when I walk into a room or somewhere where they are, they go away very quickly now. So, you know, for me, that's a journey in a space where I can now encourage him. You see, they understand that when you walk and you're carrying the authority of Jesus. And so he's able to now articulate more easily with me about when he sees angels and when he sees demons and, and, um, just growing in his sense of confidence and authority in that area. So it is definitely, it's the same thing. It's a step-by-step journey as a parent, um, understanding how your kids communicate. Don't fob it off as this is not real or true. If you're concerned that it's, um, it's not real, ask Holy Spirit to confirm it. Um, mm. You'd also mentioned, you know, imaginary friends. How do we discern what those are? What are your comments on an imaginary friend, Karen? 
Mm, I think we spoke about it as, yeah, what is the fruit? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what are the, but I think, I mean, I love that you are so open to having conversations with your kids. So I think that really is a key element that it, there is a safe space that they can come and tell you anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because when they're talking to you, you can ask questions, you can engage in that. So, you know, what does it look like? What is, how does it make you feel? Um, so you can start to ask things like that and then you can gauge, yeah, what is the food? Is it good? Is it bad? And, and where you go from there. Yeah. Because there are different people that have um, memories of playing with the, their guardian angel as kids, mm-hmm. having conversations, mm-hmm. playing Lego with them, or Jesus coming to them and playing Lego with them, you know, and, and that side is very real. So we want to create that space of conversation where we are able to help them grow in confidence and, mm-hmm. um, and know that this is normal and, and there is a place to, to grow an understanding on that. So, Karen, knowing how sensitive kids are to the spirit realm and, and all that it entails, what are your comments on nightmares or what we allow our kids to watch or read or listen to or games that they play? I think, like we spoke about, you know, for adults as well, what you watch, be intentional about what you're letting your children watch. Um, but I also think nightmares sometimes are just an attack against um, what the child is carrying. And, you know, try to bring fear. So I know for me, as a child, I had a lot of nightmares and things. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't really have to speak about it that much. Mm-hmm. So then it brings fear. And once you allow that fear in, it just gets bigger and bigger. And, you know, it eventually made me actually not even want my fear gift. And I even prayed for it to be taken away as a teenager. Um, because there was no understanding. So I think you really need to have an understanding of... Um, yeah, what is going on, so help your children navigate that space, and then come against that fear, and remind them that they haven't been given a sort of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind, and you know, keep reminding them, like you said, of their authority, and teach them of the power of Jesus' name, so that they can yeah, take authority when you're not there, even if they wake up in the night, that they can call on Jesus at any time, and he's going to show up for them. Yeah. So, and another thing I think is also um, the armor of God, mm-hmm. you know, to encourage them to put it on every day. And you can make it fun. You can make it an activity. You can even build the things um, for every day or even every night. If they're having nightmares, to put it on before they go to sleep and, you know, just go through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, for parents, I understand being exhausted at night because your kids are constantly up. But, you know, for me, I never want them to be terrified at night and left without me helping them navigate a space because I have come to realize a lot of the time with my kids, it's a, it's a spirit thing that they are discerning. I've had encounters in the night where there's been demonic presence coming and I call on Jesus and it's like from complete utter fear to so much peace that I can fall asleep in an instant. And that's what our kids are often experiencing. So just to have an encouragement to parents to be maybe a little bit more gentle and discern, ask for discernment. What is going on with my kids at night? Is this something that I need to help them with that possibly is a, just an attack that we do have authority over, but we, we need to help them navigate that. Um, and, and another example with my children is um, they encounter the spirit realm in different ways. Um, one can hear the voice of God. 
and and has a great sense and is now seeing as well that the younger one sees all the time and we had gone out and they weren't happy about us going out and when we came back um we came back that same night but they obviously spoke to us in the morning and my youngest one said to me mommy jesus came in while i was trying to fall asleep but i was missing you too much and jesus came and i felt him touch me and my oldest said to me he looked at him and he said but i felt jesus come in the room i felt his presence walk in the room and so i just love teaching opportunities where i can remind them that even though they are experiencing him in different ways it's a confirmation for both of them that um, it's not a comparison at all. This is about working together. It's about journeying together and so that they can start to have conversations. And so like I will often say to them, if we're in a space, I'll say, guys, tell me, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? Are you hearing anything? And, and so for them, it's become quite a natural language. And I think as a mom, that's what I would encourage parents just to keep the, as you say, keep communicating, keep creating a safe space. And um, my, my children are very vulnerable or sensitive to watching and reading and hearing and playing different games. And as a parent, I know what their destiny is. And I don't want to create confusion by allowing them to have access to things that are, are borderline, you know, like programs that are borderline or games that are borderline. And um, because I don't want them to be desensitizing their discernment constantly and, and for me that's what i know would happen so we have a lot of other games that we have fun with we have a lot of different interactions we read a lot of stories they love the bible stories they just can't i mean we homeschool so we start with devotions and three or four chapters in they're like no mommy don't stop don't stop and this is the thing it's such a special space to create such a love for the word a love for worship a love mm -hmm. to be in his presence a love to to speak to him and, and, and practice listening to him and getting pictures from him. And so, you know, my encouragement is to, to make sure that we are creating a space of celebrating how we engage and how we hear and discern in different ways as, a, as part of the picture of building the body. And um, the, the one thing I would want to end on, and I'm sure you've got some other comments, Karen, but I had this vision a while ago during worship and he, God showed me that families are like these golden puzzles. And so the parents are the two bottom pieces and above that are the children and their birth order and everything is destined by God. And so they, they, my ceiling is their platform. And he showed me that because for me, I, th I think there's a lot of comparison in the church. So comparison between gifts and, and how we function and, and well, you had this encounter, so why don't I, and you see, so why can't I, but when there's just the settledness that, that God has put excellence in each of us for who we are and what we're destined to be, we can start to impart that into our children. And that whole comparison and competition is eliminated and we're able to celebrate who we are. And who the, who each other is. And, um, and God just showed me how all these beautiful golden puzzles were created to click together. So as a family, we are destined and I can only be who I am. I can't fill the space of the top right corner. I'm the bottom left corner. And it's not because I'm in a box, but that's who I am. And likewise, my children are in their place. 
and then we come together as 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 a church or or um as a greater body and we are there to click together and work together and function as this beautiful beautiful picture and and that's my encouragement in to any parent is to recognize the call and the destiny and the position of each child and each person in your family and to constantly be calling that out and celebrating and recognizing it. What is your encouragement as we wrap these sessions up? Yeah, I love that picture and I think it, it is it's so true. We do need to learn to work together more. And I think just to remember that your child might not um, engage with God in the same way that you do. They might not see if you see or they might not hear in the same way. So to really let them explore that and God is always going to be speaking. So to let them explore how he's speaking to them. Um, I think if your child is dreaming also to open up that conversation. So like you do with them seeing visions, mm-hmm. if they're having dreams, also help them learn to interpret their dreams and how God is speaking to them. And one of the things I found quite helpful is to get the child to um, put a label on their dream or like give it a title or name, mm-hmm. which often puts, where the weight of the dream is for them because you know we might look at it in a different way and think okay well that must be the most important but what is the most important element in it to the child um and also just yeah maybe like help make it fun so let them make a collage with them together mm-hmm. of like what are the elements in your dream or let them draw their dream out so you can help them really learn to to process that and understand it and interpret their dreams of holy spirit because the child's nat- natural language is play and creativity. So mm-hmm. they may not have words, but they can play it out mm-hmm. and they can draw it or expand it in, that, in a creative way. Even baking. I mean, there's so many different ways of connecting with kids and helping them process it. Mm-hmm. So, Karen, thank you. I've enjoyed yeah. our time together. Um, I don't know if you've got any closing comments apart from that. But, yeah, we hope that this has been helpful and, yeah, let us know if this has encouraged you and if you've got any other comments or questions. And, yeah, we look forward to connecting you in a different, with you in a different way sometime soon. Take care.